Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Thunder Chats, here with another word from our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. The only people that get off this time of year are pro athletes and us at BetOnline. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and info. BetOnline has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. the topic thunder podcast uh i am your host alex and uh i'm rolling on the solo tip uh so this is uh we're gonna harken back to uh to where this all started for me uh so welcome into the nttb podcast once again mixed in with topic thunder um you know Dylan gets to go ahead and bring in his uh his thunder chats, you know. Ho. So, you know, I had a I had an origin, I had a beginning also with uh with my NTTB Now That's Thunder Basketball podcast that I had with my brother-in-law Anthony. Um and so, I'm going to bring that tonight. Um and unfortunately, it is you know, I wish the circumstances were different 
Um, but man, for the first time in a long time, the the Thunder suffer a second consecutive loss uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they got beat one twenty or one fifteen to one twenty four. Um, the score would suggest that we lost by nine. It was a much uglier game than that. We actually made a game of it in the fourth or kind of tried to make a game of it in the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, it was, it was for not, it was all that effort for not. Um, I kind of wish that Mark would have pulled the starters probably, you know, with about eight, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, because, you know, even though it looked like we were making a comeback and you know scoring some point some points, it, it it just wasn't in in the cards for us tonight. Um, so let's go ahead and look at this game. Uh, let's go at let's go ahead and you know it's just me, so I'm just gonna go ahead and review the game. I'm not necessarily gonna do a single large item, uh, but if we are, if we were going to do a single large item, I would go ahead and do my patented shangle large item because that is about the only bright spot in this game. Um, so Shea Gilgis Alexander, he had 34 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Uh, he shot 58% from the field, 40 per, 40% from three. But this is the kicker. He shot, you know, 67% from the free throw line. He shot 10 of 15. He actually missed five free throws, um, which is totally rare for him. I mean, for every 11 for 11, 10 for 10, you know, for every perfect game that he has out there, he does, you know, averages average out. And so, you know, a 10 for 15 night is what he had tonight. And and the Thunder overall, one of the better free throw shooting teams in the league, almost, you know, usually the best. Um, they, as a team, shot 67% from the field. Um, they shot, uh, let's see, 16 to 24. So not good on their part. Um, but this game... Yeah, this game got away from this team really quick. Uh, the Thunder were down by 18 at the end of one. Um, it, it just it just wasn't their night. It was one of those nights where, at the beginning of the game, Brooklyn was making everything a lot like a lot like what happened on New Year's Eve, where in the first quarter Brooklyn was making everything. Um, but unfortunately, this continued on as the game progressed, um, and so. You know, the Thunder found themselves down by as much as 32 in this game. You know, parts of the third quarter, they were down by 32. Or was it the second quarter? It was the third quarter. Part of the third quarter, uh, at one point, they were down by 32. Um, And they, you know, to their credit, they brought it back down to nine by the end of the game. They were as close as, I believe, seven, six or seven uh, there at the end. Um, But again... When you when you build that big of a mountain, it's hard to climb over it, and that's what the Thunder did. You know, with with all their bricks from three, they built a huge mountain, they built a huge mansion, and they could not climb over it uh, as hard as they tried. Um, but Shea did have a great game, um, thirty four points. Um, and if you looked at, if for the most part, if you looked at the starters, the starters scoring wise had a pretty good game. Um, you know. Dub had 20 points, five rebounds, five assists. Very efficient. Again, he shot, you know, 67% from the free throw line. Um, Chet was 17, six rebounds, uh, three assists, one steal, one block. Um, 0 of 4 from deep, and then 1 of 2 from the line. So, again, if you look at the numbers, just looking at the numbers, um, it looked okay, um, but, you know, the – 
the reality of it tells a different story. Uh, Giddy had 13 points, eight rebounds, five assists. Dort had 12 points, four rebounds, three assists. For the most part, the starters were okay. I mean, the starters were good. They did what they usually do. Um, but the bench was was putrid today. Um, the bench only gave us 19 points. Uh, they shot 36% from the field. About the only bright spots from the bench were Michich. Uh, he finally had a good shooting night. Six points on, I believe it was three or four shooting. Also added in his patented you know, three assists. Um, and then Wallace, Kaysen, he did all right. He did all right. He struggled a little bit on the defensive end. Um, he, he had eight points, two rebounds uh, on the offensive end. You know, whenever the Thunder were gaining a little bit of momentum there at the at the end of the third quarter, he uh, he had a horrible brick <laughs> um, at the end of the quarter. I think, you know, the, the ball went off the side of the backboard. But it happens. That happens sometimes. And, you know, if you're depending on the rookie to to bring you back or to do something to get you excited, like that's not necessarily a spot that you want to put a rookie in. Um. You know, Mark Dagnault, he he got a technical at the end of the game because most definitely Lonnie Walker or whoever, I think it was, it was either Mikhail Bridges or somebody, when they got the ball, it was a travel. You know, he took several steps struggling to get the ball away from the defenders. Um, it was not called. Mark let the referee know about it, and he got a technical, and good for him because that is the kind of call that you cannot miss in that stage of the game. I think we were down by... I want to say about seven, six or seven at that point. Uh, maybe even a little bit. Uh, don't think it was closer. About six or seven. And by the time the uh, the two free throws and the technical was shot, we were back down by ten. You know, nine or ten. And so um, that was basically the game right there. And it was you know it was a big call, and it was a big call missed by the refs. You know, in the last two minute report, I'm pretty sure it's going to say that it was um, it was a travel by by Bridges. Um, on the net side of it. Claxton did a great job auditioning for our team. He had 23 points, 13 rebounds. He single-handedly out-rebounded the Thunder on the offensive on the offensive glass. He had eight offensive rebounds. The Thunder had seven total as a team. Uh, Dinwiddie, uh, we could not stop his penetration. We could not we could not stop him getting into the lane. Uh, he had 23 points, shot three and seven from deep. Uh, Mikael Bridges had 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Dennis Smith Jr. came in. Um, you know, those bench lineups came in 13 points, six of 11 shooting. And then Cam Thomas, which is one of the players that I put down on my preview as far as to watch for, you know, he came in 19 points, uh, three or five shooting from deep. He's just a, uh, he's a microwave scorer, man. He had been struggling horrendously over the past two games. Um, I don't think he'd made a field goal in the last two games, um, but he came in tonight and he came in looking for his shot and, and he got his, you know, he got his, he got 19 points. Um, but man, like the thunder could not, the thunder were a step slow tonight. And that's one of the things that I said, one of the things that I noticed, especially in the first quarter of the game, the new year's Eve game is that they were a little bit too over aggressive on the defensive end. And so what that does. And so when you're, you know, over pursuing, drives whenever you're you know over pursuing attempts for steals uh what that does is that gets your defense into an off position as far as defending especially on the perimeter and so you know the the nets had a lot of open looks and in the first game in the one on december 31st they buried them in the first quarter 
Um, but the Thunder adjusted a little bit, but you know, it's a make or miss league and the Nets did not make a lot after the first quarter in that game. And so that's how the Thunder eventually, you know, won by 16 in that game tonight. <clears throat> unfortunately, uh, the Nets kept on making their shots. The Thunder were, you know, kept on being a step slow on a lot of the drives, dribble drives, a lot of, you know, the contests, uh, three point contests. And so what you saw tonight was basically what you would have seen on the 31st. Um, but they were making their shots tonight. And so, you know, with that, the Thunder, you know, saw the their deficit balloon to 32. They tried their hardest to come back from that. Uh, they got it, you know, they got it all, all the way down to six or seven. Uh, they're late in the fourth quarter, but unfortunately, whenever you build that big, that big of a deficit, um, it's just, it's extremely hard to, extremely hard to come back because you're battling not just the deficit itself, but you're battling the clock. And the clock got the best of the Thunder. Um, and so they lose tonight, 115 to 124. Um, as far as the bad of the game, Again, we talked about the the free throws. Um, usually, one of the better free throw shooting teams in the league. Um, we we just you know a, a lot of times when it comes to this type of game, the legs are what goes whenever you're tired. The legs are what goes whenever you are just exhausted from travel, from you know playing just a, a string of games that were just you know big time games. You're talking about two games in Denver that you won. You're talking about a game against Minnesota. You're talking about a game against Boston. Um, you know, the, the, the Thunder all their asses off in those games, like, and, and they were, you know, and they were for the most part, close games, the Minnesota game. Uh, I'm sorry. The Boston game was a close game there at the end. Um, the Denver game, the first one, of course they had to do what they had to do as far as, you know, coming back from a deficit and winning at the end, um, the next Denver game, but you know, Denver's Denver, you know, Denver, the altitude and all that. Um, and then the Minnesota game, Minnesota is always going to play us tough. And it was, you know, it was a, a pretty close game, pretty close contest. Um, in this game, unfortunately, the free throws got the best of us. Uh, rebounding, our Achilles heel. Um, we, we lost the rebounding battle 51 to 36. Like I said, Nick Claxton out offensive rebound. Uh, the Thunder all by himself, eight to seven. Uh, the Nets as a team grabbed 20 offensive rebounds, and that was another thing that prevented us from actually, you know, making a, a good comeback, making a comeback that actually put a lot of pressure on, on the Nets. Like, we made a comeback, but I don't think there was a lot of pressure on the Nets. Um, like, they were just like, it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, we're up by 20. Yeah, we're up by 18. Yeah, we're up by, you know, 15 now. Like, they're not really necessarily pressing too much. Um, and I think one of the reasons why they weren't pressing is because they were grabbing offensive rebounds on the other end. Um, Nick Claxton was a was a monster. Dayron Sharp was a monster. Um, and you know, at the end of the game, when we needed a rebound, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. comes in and tips in a a shot. You know, to to put them up to give them two extra points, and it made it that much more difficult. And you know, again, our Achilles heel comes back to bite us. I don't think we were going to win this game, as far as like you know, rebounding is part of the reason. Um, but you know, it's just, it was a bad rebounding game, um, overall. Uh, let's see. Good. I mean, we actually turned them over. This is one of the better teams at protecting the ball in the league. And we actually turned them over 15 times. Didn't really amount to anything. Uh, I think the defensive pressure in the second half turned up a little bit and we were able to generate a couple steals. Um, but 
again, when you're down by 32, you know, what's a couple steals here or there? Um, and then points in the paint, Oklahoma City did their thing, 64 points tonight compared to Brooklyn, 48. Um, you know, we got in there, we scored some, but we weren't hitting our threes today. You know, our, our three-point shot, we didn't hit our first three-point shot till like five minutes left in the in the second quarter. Um, and so whenever you combine all those things together, it is what it is. You know, this is what you get. You know, you get trounced by the Nets at their place. Nine-point loss was not really a nine-point loss. That really should have just been a 22 to 25-point loss in the book. And that's what it should be. Um, and the Thunder are tired. You know, they, they looked a little bit tired. And, and the question needs to be asked, you know, are is Chet hitting the rookie wall? Is Kaysen hitting the rookie wall? Like, these guys have played a ton of games. And they've played a ton of games consecutively. Chet has not sat out at all this year. Uh, Kaysen has not sat out at all. Um, and so, you know, you have to kind of ask the question whether, you know, the rookie wall is a real thing at this moment. And it could be. It could be. And January, unfortunately, is jam-packed. Jam-packed with 17 games, um, five back-to-backs. You know, we're currently one and two in January. Um, and so, you know, it's it, it'd be interesting to see where we go from here. Like, we do have a couple easier games coming up. Washington coming up, San Antonio coming up. Um, I believe, I don't think Detroit, but um, that's on the radar, whether this month or next month. Uh, but yeah, we do have some easier games. But when you looked at the schedule, you know, Atlanta struggling a little bit, 13 and 19 whenever we played them. The Nets, we just beat them and they're 15 and 20. Like it, it looked like these were the types of teams that the Thunder were beating convincingly uh, there in the, you know, the first 30 games of the season. And so we fast forward to the last two games and it's just been a struggle. It's been a struggle. The team looks a little bit tired. Um, but these, this is the NBA. You know, this is the NBA and this is what happens in the NBA from time to time. Whether you're a great team or not, you're going to lose games. Whether you're a great team or not, you're going to have bad shooting nights. Um, whether you're a great team or not, you're going to be slow on defense because you're tired. And so that's what we're seeing right now. And so this is a great test. In my opinion, this is a great test. Um, you know, we're still, we're currently third in the West. Um, you know, Denver won yesterday with that amazing shot by, by Jokic. Um, so we're currently third in the West. Um, still in good position, still in good standing. It's, it's about, you know, this is a little bit of pressure. And that's a good thing. You know, feeling a little bit of heat, feeling a little bit of pressure. It is a good thing for a young team. And it's a good thing for them to face this. And it's a good thing to say, hey, this game in Washington, we shouldn't mess around. Because even though Washington has, I believe, five or six wins this season, you have guys like Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, who, even though they're inefficient most nights, they have, you know, each of those players has scored over 50 points in a game in their career before. Um, you know, you have guys like Daniel Gafford that can grab rebounds, big guy that can grab rebounds. You have, so you have, you know, you have NBA players. Every team is going to have NBA players going to have professionals on their teams. And on any night, they could go off. You know, they could have a great game. Um, and so, you know, this is just, you know, the Thunder don't play until Monday. So they have two days to kind of rest, rest their bodies, uh, maybe look at film, look at things that are going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they get a little time to rest, but it's also a time to kind of reflect and be like, hey, we can't just rest on our laurels. 
you know, the, the NBA season, you know, if anything that I've noticed over the last couple of years is that as the season progresses, the cream rises to the top, the top teams rise and the, you know, the teams that are kind of frauds, they start to fall off. Um, and so now's the time to see, I, tr- I truly believe that the Thunder are a top team. Don't get me wrong, but championship contender, you know, one of the elites in the league, I thought that was a little bit premature. You know, it kind of, like I said, you know, I've said in, in previous podcasts where it scares me a little bit to see how this team is performing and to like, not necessarily know how the, how, you know, where they're going, because this is unprecedented. You know, we talk about the first iteration of the Thunder, but the first iteration of the Thunder, you know, they went to the playoffs a couple times. Like, we're looking at this team, we're saying, hey, can this team win a championship in their first go-round? Can this team make it to the finals in their first go-round? Can this team make it to the Western Conference final in, in their first go-round? And as much as I would love to say, oh, yeah, it's guaranteed, we got to go through the fights. We have to go through the, through the struggles that every championship team has to go through. Like even the heels, even, you know, the LeBron led heat, they had to go through, you know, that they were a great team. They were a great collection of players, but their first season, they had to go through, you know, through Dirk and, and, you know, they had to go through a Dirk Nowitzki that was hell bent on getting a championship on finally, you know, getting that championship that he, he'd always coveted. And for as great as the heels were for as great as, LeBron was in his run with the with Miami, you know, they had to go through it. They had to go through the struggles in order to get that championship against us the next season. Um, and so this team is gonna have to go through it. You know, my kids asked, you know, I had to talk to my kids and be like, you know, yo, it's gonna take time. This is not just gonna happen right now. Um, so yeah, so you know, still the, the Thunder just have to go through it. But I am excited to see how they how they come out of this um, as far as, you know, as far as how they do mentally, um, how they, you know, how um, strong their will is, how strong their mentality is. We've seen how strong their will is, you know, their ability to come back from deficits, their ability to stay in games, their ability to win, even though they may not be shooting great, um, even though, you know, whatever, whatever thing is is keeping them from from playing perfect um but now you know you've had all the talk you've had all the talk from the national media saying oh this team is great and oh Stephen a saying hey my fault you know you have my respect now shay gilders Alexander, you have my respect now um oklahoma city thunder the tnt crew saying yo you need to watch out for this team that's still a possibility. This team is still very dangerous. You do not want to face this team in the playoffs because you don't know what, what can come from it. Um, but now they're facing a little bit of, you know, of, of trepidation. They're failing. You're, they're, you know, I want to see how resilient this team is and playing against Washington. It's a good, a good test to see how resilient this team is. Are you able to beat a five and 26 team pretty easily? Um, or are you going to struggle or are you going to lose? You know, there's a possibility that they could lose. Um, and so it's going to be very interesting to see how they come out of this, um, this test, you know, this, these, uh, these little bumps in the road. Uh, but I did ask you guys for some questions and I did ask you guys for sending, you know, to send in some comments. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and read some of them and, and, and Thunder Nation, everything's going to be okay. Uh, I, I, I know that it looks a little bit bleak. But 
you know, we have 11 losses. Like, I believe there's three or four teams that have less losses than us. And then there's 25 teams that have more. Like, we're doing good. We're doing okay. You have to remember that those wins that we banked in October, November, and December are going to come back to help us out whenever we, you know, we, we have that eventual struggle, whenever we have that eventual either injury bug or tired bug or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, it's a good thing that we had the record that we have because we can bank in some wins. We can bank in some, you know, have a little bit of insurance, have a little bit of cushion uh, to help us out moving forward. Uh, but yeah, so looking at the, uh, looking at Twitter real quick, um, just great podcasting. This is the thing about doing a podcast by yourself is that whenever you ask. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. For questions and things on Twitter, you have to look at it. And you have to go through it. Um, let's see. So I said, not the result we wanted, um, but this is a safe space. So leave your questions and your comments on the Thunder's recent slide. Again, this is the first time this season that we've had to say those words in relation to the Thunder. Um, so first one from our boy Dylan from Thunder Chats. Uh, he asks, is it an act of betrayal if I put the opposing team's players in a parlay if it's over on rebounds or is it just acknowledging the problem to that? I say, why not both? Like it is not an act of betrayal. Like it's your money, get your money. Um, but we know that that is an issue for the thunder. We saw that in this game. We've seen that throughout the season and the thunder have improved a little bit in December uh, when it came to, you know, especially with the starters uh, as far as rebounding, as far as gang rebounding, um, but it is still an issue with the Thunder. Um, and so 
yes, go ahead and bet the over on an opposing team's player getting X amount of rebounds against the Thunder. It's going to probably happen. Uh, we don't necessarily care too much. You know, the Thunder strategically don't necessarily care too much about size. They don't necessarily care too much about um, rebounding as far as, yo, we, you know, this is an issue we have to address. Like, it just kind of goes into the way that they play on the floor. And so, you know, this is not the uh, this is not the the Ennis Cantor and Steven Adams center duo where, you know, we were leading the league in offensive rebounds and, and great on the boards. You know, instead, you know, we would much rather grab and go, grab and go, grab and go. And having big plotting centers out there doesn't really work with that uh, with that recipe. Um, so, yeah. So keep on bending over, brother. Get your money. All right. So from <clears throat> his name is Danji and it's at the underscore Modanji. Uh, he said, I'm interested in what caused the early game hesitation. Uh, lots of pickup pickups on dribble drives and uncharacteristic mescu- uncharacteristic miscues on inside and outside passes. Um, so, yeah, so I did notice that, like, they weren't necessarily as strong on their dribble drives as they usually are. They weren't as, I guess, committed um, on their dribble drives. Don't know. You know, that, that Brooklyn is a long team out there. Like, you know, you have Mikael Bridges, you have, Cam, you know, Cam Johnson, um, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, even Spencer Dinwiddie is a is a long armed point guard, um, and then you have Nick Claxton. So they are a very long team, and so when they're out there, especially whenever they're focusing in on Shea, um, it's just a bunch of arms in Shea's vision. Like it's just a bunch of arms around Shea. And while Shea has done great and he did great in this game, um, you know, thirty four points, regardless of how many arms are out there it does make it a little bit more difficult and you do kind of hesitate a little bit more when you see that much length out there. Um, we, I mean, we do that to to other teams. You know, you have Shea out there at six foot six, six foot seven. You have, you know, J-Dub out there, seven foot two wingspan. You have Chet out there. And so we do that to other teams, you know, where we clog up the lane, you know, we cause them to pass out, you know, pass out into the, to the perimeter. Sometimes we're able to get steals off of that. Sometimes we're able to get bad passes and turnovers off of that. Sometimes we're able to get a pass that isn't necessarily um, straight to the shooter. So it kind of, you know, throws the shooter off a little bit. Um, but that's that's how we defend also. And so I think tonight, I think, you know, Brooklyn just had a game plan. They executed it pretty good on the, on their defensive end. And, you know, we, you know, sometimes the the idea of hunting for the perfect shot lends to overpassing. And so that happens sometimes with the thunder. And so I think that happened tonight, especially in the first quarter. I do think we overpassed a little bit. Um, I do think that the length gave us problems. I think we stopped in our drives when we saw the length out there. Um, And so, you know, that's, that happens from time to time. Um, Not really something that I, I see, bothering this team moving forward but it happens from time to time especially with the nets nets are a very long team you know they have a lot of wingspan out there and so that gives teams trouble some nights uh the other question from from danji is going to be uh Michich coming in studying was great thoughts on Michich? um i said this before if neat if Michich played on a bad team but he was allowed to play like 32 minutes i think he would probably be one of the league leaders in assists like he's he comes in and he finds players pretty easily, pretty quickly um, for assists. 
I do think the speed of the game, he struggles with that a little bit. Um, I do think the size of the players out there, you know, that he's struggling with that. But, you know, tonight we saw a game where, you know, he took advantage of his shooting on the offensive end. He got, you know, a couple drives in, a couple shots inside, you know, inside the arc. Um, and I think he did a good job of that. So, you know, the thing about Michich is I don't think we're going to know exactly what we have until like around March. You know, like the plan with Michich was to bring him along slowly. Like he was not going to play a lot in October, November, and December, and he didn't. But as we ramped up into January and, you know, we're going into February and March, um, I do think he's going to get a lot more time out there. And I do think he's going to get a lot more comfortable out there. Uh, you know, the three-point line, it being a little bit further away, you know, that seems to bother him a little bit. But again, it takes time. Uh, it takes repetition. And it takes, you know, game repetition. And so that's what I think we're seeing now. I think I think we're probably, you know, one, one of the questions that was asked in a previous podcast was whether, you know, whose three-point shooting do you think is false in December? Like, who's three-point shooting? And I said that I, I thought Michich was, was false. I thought he was going to improve. Um, and so hopefully we see that. Uh, let's see. Next question um, by Ben Glover at Ali Karamazov. Uh, Dasvidanya, comrade. Um, will Mark ever admit he could been he could have been better in a given game? He is a terrific coach. Uh, we have lost 11, and I only think three of those are on him. But there is never reflection on mistake he made, and there were some major ones tonight. Man, I, I, don't, think, I don't think any coach is ever just going to be like, yeah, that's completely on me. Like, I've, I've, you know, we've heard it from a coach before, um, but it's almost like some coaches do that in order to protect the players. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are kind of getting down on Mark because of his rotations, but I also think that even though our players aren't necessarily hurt, like we want to do a little bit of, we, we want to rest them a little bit without actually, you know, saying that they're out of the game. So like, for instance, you know, against the, the Hawks, um, Lindy Waters played instead of say Kenrich Williams. Kenrich Williams is a little bit older than the rest of our guys. He's 29 years old and he's not necessarily used to playing you know, 60, 70, 80 games, you know, he missed, he, he missed the first, I believe it was 12 games, 12 to 15 games of this season. Um, and so, you know, giving him a night off uh, on the first night of a back-to-back, -back, you know, that's what, that's what that is. And so those rotations, you know, it's, it's going to happen. So, you know, as far as Mark and his mistakes, I, you know, like, like the play in the Hawks game, like I thought that play was amazing. But you look on Thunder Twitter and it's like it's completely divided 50-50 as far as like, you know, why are you giving, you know, Isaiah Joe the final shot instead of giving Shea Gilgis Alexander the final shot? And you know, I think we're we're almost like in the moment that, you know, Russell Westbrook was here, he'd take the final shot. Or if Kevin Durant was here, like, you know, the superstar has to take it. And, you know, by golly, Shea Gilgis Alexander has taken plenty of clutch shots. But the defense is going to be completely keyed in on him. And so drawing up a play that generated a open look for your three-point shooter, that was a great play. Um, and so, you know, it's I'll be honest with you, it's, it's very hard for me to like judge coaching and 
you know, grade coaching. But I can tell you one thing is that so far, Mark has been the best coach for the Thunder. Better than Scotty, better than PJ Carlismo, uh, better than Billy Donovan. Like he is quicker on his feet. He is great at drawing plays, out of bound plays. You know, he's he's great at that. And he, as we've seen, he's manufactured an, an offense and a defense that works. You know, we were, you know, before this game started, I believe we were fifth in offense and we we're sixth in defense. Like, what more do you want? I mean, and and you know, part of the part of the population will say, oh, we want one and one, you know, first in defense, the first in offense. But that's not gonna happen. Like this team is still the second youngest team in the league. The fact that we are n- number five in offense, number six in defense, number three in net rating, that is partially because of the coach. You know, partially because of the players, and the players are doing a great job. But the coach has to implement a system that works for all his players, and Mark has done that. Um, and so, you know, in my mind, he's going to make mistakes. He's also growing with this team. He's also still one of the youngest coaches in the league. Um, and so. I'm okay with letting him grow and make mistakes. If he made mistakes over the last couple games, hopefully he learns from them. But he's not going to go and be like, "Yeah, I made a mistake." You know, I, I, like we don't we don't ask Russell Westbrook to do that. We don't ask Shea Gilgis Alexander to be like, "Hey, you know, you missed that shot at the end. Tell us about it." You know, so I don't I don't see why we would do that to a coach. Um, next question from RST at RST six two two R states uh, if. OKC doesn't make a move this in season. How far do you think the team can go as currently constructed? Um, so I mean, as far as current currently constructed, a top six seed, number one. And I do think they can do some damage in the first round of the playoffs, even get to the second round. I don't think this is gonna be a Western Conference champion contender i don't think this is a finals contender i don't think this is a championship contender team and that's fine we were in the play-in last year we were in the lottery two years ago that we got the number two pick the number 11 pick and the number 12 pick like we're doing okay we're doing good people and so as currently constructed we've seen what we can do in a seven game series in the playoffs is that going to be different? Yes, it's going to be completely different. Um, but I have all the faith in the world that in a playoff series, Mark Dagnall can go ahead and um, he can coach, he can adjust, he can you know bring in something new. I, I have all the all the confidence in the world that he can do that. Um, and until he proves me otherwise, until we get into the playoff series and he completely botches something, you know, then we'll have that conversation. But until then, again, we haven't been to the playoffs yet. And so uh, we have to see. And so as currently constructed, I do think we're a playoff team, top six. And I do think that we can do some damage in the first round and maybe even get to the second round. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I think. Uh, from our good friend, Sarah, Sarah Rebuild, SKS in the paint. Uh, so she called him Keynote, and I love that. She's talking about Keontae Johnson, but I love Keynote. That is, is a Keynote speaker. He's I love that. You know, maybe that could be his new uh, his new nickname. But Keontae seems to be really good on the blue. Is there something with his contract what that he's never really brought up? Wouldn't it be beneficial to play man to get teams interested in him if we are doing different rotations? So the Keontae question. 
I do think Keontae is going to come up pretty soon. Um, a couple games ago, I was talking to Ryland Styles, who covers not just the Thunder, but also the Blue. Shout out Ryland. Um, and he was like, yeah, he's, he's coming up soon. And he's doing great. He had 25 points tonight um, against the G League at night. Um, I think we're, sh- we're, we're slow playing him as far as getting him on the Thunder and seeing what he can do with the Thunder. Uh, but I do think that 17 games in January, five back-to-backs, I do think this is a good opportunity to go ahead and bring him in. And I do think we are going to do that here pretty quickly. So, you know, those of you that are waiting for your Keontae Johnson time, it's coming. Don't worry. Coming very quickly. Uh, and then Trey Mann. Wouldn't it be beneficial to play Trey Mann to get teams interested in him? Um, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think teams, you know, like front offices know what they get in Trey Mann. You know, they know that he can be a lot like Cam Thomas. You know, he, we've seen that before in his rookie year when he had, you know, was it two quarters where they scored? He scored, was it 20 points in a quarter, I think? Um, so we've seen what he can do. Um, it's just about putting together the entire package, like flashes in the pan will, will get you, you know, a couple opportunities, but you have to show that you are an all around good player. Um, and so, you know, we've tried it with, with Trey, but you know, Trey has, we, we've tried to get him to eat his broccoli instead of his Skittles. And, you know, it's just it's gotten to the point now where our roster is just so filled that he is not getting too many opportunities. And for the sake of winning, you know, this team, you know, for everybody that's talking about his rotations, Mark's rotations, like he's not out here just experimenting with anybody. Like he's playing the same about, you know, 10, 11 players every game. There are some, you know, there are some some anomalies thrown out there where like, you know, Lindy Water comes in for a game or you know, Davis Berton plays like, you know, 12 minutes in a game. Um, Ooze, Ooze is always, you know, the the wild card whenever he's available to the Thunder. Um, but, and again, Ooze had a great game today for for the Blue also. Um, so, so yeah, so, I mean, as far as giving him time, I, I just don't think there is enough time uh, to give him minutes uh, to showcase him. And, and the thing is, like, a team, teams, teams will want Trey Mann to test him out. The thing is, we're not going to get equal value for Trey Mann. We're not going to get a, you know, mid first round pick for him. We may get a couple seconds. We may get a second. Uh, he may just be part of a like a a trade to get another player, uh, but we're not going to get probably equal value as far as what we have spent for Trey. Uh, let's see, Chode Chode Holmgren, Rookie of the Year. Um, I don't know what your ad is. Let me see. At Chode underscore Malone. Hey, awesome. Um, so he said, slow starts in our glaring issue with rebounding. So, you know, this is probably one of the comments that I say, hey, how do, how do you feel? This is a safe space. Exactly. Yeah, another slow start um, and rebounding. Yeah, that definitely is our issue here in the last couple games. And then rebounding has been an issue all season long. Uh, let's see, Mason. So at Mason underscore nose ball. Uh, has Giddy's recent improvement increased his trade value or increased the chance that he stays in OKC? Uh, tough question. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know if this, if this recent improvement has 
done anything around the league to kind of be like, oh, you know, we really want him on our team. Um, teams know what Giddy can give you. Uh, teams know that in this Thunder system, there's a possibility that um, Giddy's full complement of strengths are not being used. Um, and it's, it's kind of a little bit difficult to do that when you have SGA and you have Dub out there and you have Chet who, you know, Chet takes a lot of the the possessions, you know, as far as and so like there's not a lot of possessions to go around for Giddy to do his thing. Now, with that said, what you know, if this continues on and if Giddy continues to do what he's been doing over the past, you know, seven to ten games where he's been the ultimate connector on this team, then yeah, I mean, I would love to see that going forward. Um, but man, when you're gonna be paying you know, you're already paying SGA max money. Um, you're going to be paying Dub and Chet max money. If you don't need to have a fourth player out there that makes max money, that has deficiencies on defense, has deficiencies in shooting, he may be the odd man out. When you add the off-the-court issues that may be, you know, that, that are still around, Um you know, he may be the man, the odd man out. Do I think we're going to trade him this off this season in season? I, I don't think we are. Um, but, you know, when you start talking about the economics of things, it could be a possibility. You know, it, it could be a possibility that, that he gets moved, you know, in the offseason or he gets moved, you know, a season from now um, because of that, because it's not just his play. It's not just. But if we're going to be paying for max contracts we want to make sure that all four of those players fit the system seamlessly and as we've seen throughout the season he's he's doing great now but there are glaring you know issues from time to time as far as his fit in the system and so i would not i wouldn't say that he's going to get traded this year you know this this season before february um but i do think it is a possibility moving forward now if there is a, you know, if there is a uh, a trade out there for a player um, that we really want, I could definitely see Josh Giddy being part of that. Um, but you know, whether his play is what it is, like I don't think a stretch of ten games is going to make or break whether he stays with the team or not. You know, teams they judge things based off of you know the entire picture, not just the snapshot of what we're seeing now. Uh, next question. Uh, let's see. So CJ at Corian two nine one. So at least I got my triple All Star vote in today for our starting five. Yes. Damn it! It's twelve oh seven, so you don't have time anymore. But I hope that you voted today because today was the triple. Um, it counts three times. So if you vote, those each of those votes count three uh, times three. So. Hopefully you did that. Hopefully you're, you know, you saw that SGA was third um, in the list of guards for the West, uh, and Chet was ninth. And so, you know, get out there and vote. You know, we voted for an arena, and damn it, we voted well. Um, get out there and vote. You know, get on M on the NBA app and create your NBA ID so that you can vote every 24 hours every day. Um, but let's, you know, let's get these guys to the All Star game and let's let's go ahead and make it. 100% possible for SGA to be a starter. You know, let's not leave it to chance. Let's not leave it to the coaches, to the media. 
I think it's the coaches and the players. Let's you know, because they'll they'll get them in. The players know. The players, hundred percent. The players will vote for SGA to get into the game as a starter. Uh, the media also, you know, the media, you know, you know, Curry's ahead of him and Doncic is ahead of him. I agree with Doncic. Doncic is having a great season, um, and I understand people voting for him. Curry, you know, Curry is he is where he's at number two on the list because of his history. He has a lot of stands. He has a lot of fans. Uh, Golden State is in San Francisco in the Bay Area that has a huge population that has a huge Asian population. So that translates over to the vote in China. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, Steph is ahead of Shea by about 400,000 votes. And I, I believe that has a lot to do with it because on the merit of like team success and on the merit of stats, SGA hasn't beat. Um, and so, you know, just looking at that, you know, we have to do our part to, to try to get SGA in there um, as a starter. So vote, vote when you can. Um, last one we got on here. So Malcolm T4 at, I'm sorry, at Malcolm T4. So it's Malcolm, Malcolm Tipster. Love some of these at. Uh, so you want to be rich with sports betting, then you have to know this person. I will not explain what the hell. Okay, whatever. Um, let's see. Are there any more? I believe that is it. Thank you very much for the questions. Thank you very much for the comments. Um Man, 45 minutes. I did not think I was going to be talking about this game for 45 minutes, but, you know, I asked you guys for questions and comments, and you guys came through like you always do, so appreciate that. Um, so we play Washington on Monday. We get two days off, Saturday and Sunday, to rest. Okay, hopefully look at video. Hopefully, you know, get a couple shoot-in, shoot-arounds in. Uh, but I do hope that the the guys just kind of rest a little bit. You know, they, they, they deserve that. They need that. Um, and this this month is going to be tough. You know, this month is, is still worse five, five, six days into this month, and we still have 14 more games. Um, and so I believe the next um, two days off is going to be like in the 20s um, of this month. And then after that, it's, again, a game. It's either going to be a back-to-back or it's a game, a day off, a game, a game, a day off, a game. So this team is tired. This team is tired, and, it's you know, this happens. You know, if anything, the loss against Atlanta – was a scheduled loss. You know, whenever you look at teams and, you know, at the be- at the end or at the beginning of a, you know, back-to-back and they're traveling and they travel different time zones, it happens. And especially when, when you're, you're playing gets delayed and you arrive into Atlanta at five, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, when I'm on a plane, I can't sleep. I can't sleep sitting, you know, sitting down. Um, I have to be in a bed and preferably my bed. Um, and so, you know, I'm a little bit of diva when it comes to sleeping. And I'm pretty sure there's a couple of the players on the team that are divas when it comes to sleeping also. So when they go on the road, it's very difficult for them to actually get their, their quality sleep. Um, and so that's happening to the team. And that's okay. And we'll get, you know, we'll get over this. We'll get through this. We play Washington on Monday. It's a good thing that we play a team like Washington on Mondays. Hopefully we can go ahead and get our get our kicks in and, you know, and get and blow them out a little bit and get, you know, get confident about ourselves again. Uh, but it's just a little blip in the screen, and I, I have the utmost confidence in this team that they're going to go ahead and uh, perform to their utmost and get back on the winning track. Uh, but with that said, 
God bless. Hoop when you can. Remember that we have our uh, fan event on the 13th of January. So it is currently Saturday, the 6th of January right now. So in a week, um, as far as what I've read and what I've seen, it's going to be a little bit cold. It might even be snowy that day. Um, so make sure you come dressed to for the weather. <laughs> um, and then also make sure if you have not gotten a ticket yet, I believe we still have a couple of tickets remaining. So get in there, you know, get your opportunity to go ahead and take a picture on the court, the court that all your favorite players play on. Um, and, ha- uh, and then also to try a half court shot to get some lower, lower bolts, uh, seats. Uh, it's 12 o'clock. I'm tired. I'm stumbling through my words. Um, so God bless hooping you can. And as always, thunder up. And this has been the NTTB podcast people. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder Podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online, at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. Kings Island is now open weekends. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. 
Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.